it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. Ed Woodwards goes to Spain and returns with a suntan and a chorizo. This is the Redcast. Good evening, good day, wherever you are in the world. My name is David Collins. Thank you for joining us. This is the Manchester United Redcast. We definitely have lots to talk about tonight. Um, what's gone wrong in Wayne's world? Memphis magic. And he makes his mark and has Ed Woodward's Ed gone. We'll discuss the Aston Villa and the Club Bruges results. And we'll look in more detail at this transfer window. And that seems to be just turning into a farce. There'll be some United news and a bit of transfer gossip as well. And finally, we'll look forward to the early Saturday kickoff versus Newcastle and our return leg against Bruges. But let's not wait any longer. Let's dot the I's and cross the T's of a week in the life of Manchester United. In the studio... Joining us, it's a hat-trick performance. It's the Salford Shakespeare, the very beat poet, Mr. Andrew Mann. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, good evening. It's good to have you back full of snot, I I can see. I am... I am actually, yeah, I think it was the time that I pushed Mr. Edward Wood onto a plane and caught flu. Probably did. And joining us live by the medium of Skype, we uh, apologise actually last week, Mr. Meekin wasn't available due to an engineering technical problem. In other words, the engineer balls it up. But I think it was basically when you have a, a, a styrofoam cup at one end in London and a styrofoam cup at the other end in Manchester and there's a long piece of string that joins the two. That piece of string was cut but do not fear he is back rubbing the balls and the, the, the statue of the holy trinity or hopefully trying to get a few transfer gossips outside chinese restaurant wings in manchester <laughs> it's mr robert meekin how are you sir i'm good thank you i'm glad the budget has gone now to a new cup and a new piece of string yeah we had to do it we, we we all missed you and there was many people on at united red cars asking if you were okay but we said you were and you will be back 
Well, I'm not okay, but I'm back. Okay. <laughs> so let's, let's take it like that. Okay. Okay, let's start first. Let's look at the football first before we get on to what I think is going to actually <coughs> take up the whole podcast. Let's start with our game under Friday Night Lights against Villa. 1-0. Um pretty uh it was a difficult game wasn't it a very difficult game robert let's talk about rooney i mentioned what's gone in what's gone in wrong in wayne's world uh for me rooney was near anonymous slow a bit unreliable his first touch and his pass was really heavy and in 90 minutes no goals and no shots and touches in the opposition area was just one robert what has gone wrong with wayne rooney it's a familiar story with rooney though you know how we, we've seen it season in season out where he just goes hot and cold unfortunately in the cold phase where he's first touch is lousy he almost at times looks disinterested but I'm convinced that the hot streak is just around the corner it's just the way his career has always gone where he has to have these low patches which are infuriating but I, I would be very surprised if we don't see him knocking them in yeah, in the next in the next few weeks, maybe start with Newcastle. Hopefully, okay. Well, Drew, he's not had uh, one shot in two Premier League games. Um, he's wanted to play up front on his own. Is he a number nine, or should he be playing in that ten role which Yanazai played and scored in? Do you see I, him as I an out and out striker? No, not anymore. No, I don't. But the thing is, what's been cruel about this, the whole scenario, and this is that. United fans and the press and everyone has Kane Van Gaal for not playing him as a, a centre forward and straight up front. Now he, he's put him in that role. That's why he's quite lippy about it, Van Gaal. Um, I, I think he should be exactly playing that role where Yanazai plays. Exactly. Now, Robert, there's um, two wins <coughs> out of two in the league. Um, yeah. You wouldn't say we're we're you know we're pulling brilliantly we're pulling a brilliant away it's, it seems very similar to last season with regards to the performance it's kind of labored kind of slow in possession um but are you just happy that two wins is two wins considering where we were last season absolutely i mean it's it's a it's early start things are misfire and we've got quite a lot of new personnel in this team remember we've got you know uh, we're over we've overhauled the midfield we've got the you know, depay starting up front yanazai being given a start as well you know it, it's a, there's, there's a lot going on in that team so i think if we can get away with winning while in fact the machinery is still settling into place i think we've got to take this i think we should yeah, be very yeah. pleased at this point yeah, Drew, um, Adnan Yanazai scored a lovely goal, um, mm. lovely mm. pass by Mata. Mata made two really good passes yeah. and Depay should have really scored from the second. But mm. uh, do you see uh, Yanazai as that in that number 10 role? Is that a role you think he could fulfil moving forward? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Played straight forward, no. I just think he, he runs hot and cold. Uh, he, he doesn't look confident on the ball. It's something about him. But obviously, I mean, Van Gaal believes in him. But um, to be honest with you, I see him as... Uh, uh, as a bit part player, we need a, we need someone to play that role. Definitely. Uh, now, Robert, moving on to our mm. our foray into the Champions League qualifier. Um, mm. United's three previous home games against Belgium teams have seen them win ten nil, three nil, and five one. So I was going into this game thinking, yeah. we you know you never know what could happen. And uh, Club Bruges are not uh, this kind of second team in Belgium at the moment. Um, but you never know in Europe, do you? And you can come back to bite you in the bum, and it definitely he did after a few minutes didn't it it was a horror start and it was it was a, it was a nasty reminder of some of those evenings of backfired for us yeah. in Europe in the past yeah. but all credit to United then they settled down and they dominated 
and really you, you, you could argue that yes I know Bruges went without subsequent chances but you could argue United could have put more away mm. so I, but I'm still at 3-1 yeah. come on we could take that that's, yeah. a, that's a good result Go, going Definitely. back to Belgium next week that's not but we'll have to we'll have to be pretty appalling to get knocked out now without wanting to tempt fate well, that's what I mean, I mean we, what one two goals we should be happy shouldn't we yeah, yeah. They're true, they're true. I, don't, I don't know if you agree with me but I, I actually think that's one of the best performances yeah. I've seen United have in a, in a, long, a couple long of time. years a even, long, a long time mm. Yeah. And yeah. do you think that maybe that first goal kind of kicked us into gear and thought, right, we can't mess around now? And there was lots of pace. There was lots of, you know, they were break, breaking up play. They were breaking up play. Mm. They were moving forward. It was really, it was much more on the front foot than the league games had mm. been. And, you know, then you stand up. And I've said in the previous uh, podcast that I can't call Memphis Memphis. Yeah, he's got to be to pay. Yeah, yeah. And God, he came up, didn't he? And yeah. the last three players to score two goals and one assist in Europe for United Ronaldo in 2009 and Rooney in 2013 and now Memphis in 2015 what a way to announce yourself Absolutely. Drew and you know we've had a few number sevens that have been hit and miss recently people are going over the top I think about what they think about this guy he's, he's really new but how impressed were you with those I, goals and I, his performance well before I um, I have a Dutch friend who has been banging on about him for a long long time and uh, I wasn't that sold. I thought he's not a finished article. He's a kid. That's going to take two, three, se- <laughs> two or three seasons. You don't sound the loo, are you, Rob? Oh, um, crikey. So I was, I was sipping the coffee, so I won't do that. So it's, it's, a, it's a bit hot, I think. Now. It, it was like just, blowing, blowing the froth off the top coffee, of it. hot pickers, I promise. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> got George, George Clooney making him an espresso in the background. <laughs> Two sugars, please. Right, that's so, it. Um, I'll swallow nothing else. Right, that's it. Oh, I, God, I, don't say that. We don't know what you've been watching on the computer <laughs> before you got on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, true, come on, let's true. get back to Depay then. So uh, he talked about him being this great, young up-and-coming Dutch kid blah 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 and to be honest with you, I didn't really spot him in the World Cup although he apparently scored an amazing goal uh, and when he came to Old Trafford obviously a lot of people after him and then the first couple of games I thought oh here we go he's one of those kids that is going to take about six seven eight games and he might get an assist or a goal but I, I saw shining on that game against Bruges where there were certain moves he did look very Ronaldo-esque, I thought. Yeah, we don't want to put that pressure on I know, on I, know him, I know. But I know but what you mean, and he's been the first yeah. player for a long time that when he gets the ball, yeah. you can you, you, you get excited, yeah. and you, you're like you're trying to stand up maybe yeah. and look, yeah. what's he going to do next? Yeah. Now, listen, if we get through this qualifier, obviously there's a chance of a, at least £100 million for the club. Yeah. And when it was at 2-1, you mm. knew it was going to be tricky. I'm not going to ask Drew this because he's going to be all over it, but Robert, the man Fellaini came on the pitch, didn't he, for Rooney and mm. when it mattered he did more than Rooney in that in that last 10 minutes and Rooney's done in two games and he really made the tie a lot easier didn't he with that header at the end of the game yeah and all, he was all, happy as well wasn't he no. he was I, I think yeah, all credit to Fellaini actually I do really believe that's the sort of role we should use in him well, use him in I, I think is an, an impact substitute is the way forward I don't honestly think we would we we could threaten to win the Premiership or the Champions League starting with Fellaini up front. That's cruel. I think using that's Fellaini cruel. in a sensible, cruel. clever way. 
like that, I think it worked. Well, it did work, obviously. Well, I'll tell you what, what really made me think was, do you see a celebration? He didn't want to celebrate. He rolled up eight digits. Whether that means I've scored eight goals or it's I'm your eighth choice, I'm not quite sure. He was mm. definitely pissed with the whole scenario. Yeah. And I don't think we'll see Fellaini there long because I think he'll get fucked off with the whole thing. Yeah, but you have to remember, he's still... He, 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 got sent off in the last game of the season so he hasn't been able to play in any league games no. and he still can't play in our game against Newcastle so right. he hasn't had the opportunities but mm. I think you're right Rob I think he's a very he's, he's, he's very different to what we've got he's much more direct and you know there's a lot it leaves a lot to be desired in his, in his control of the football but if you put that ball in the area and he's a fighter as well and like I said he's he did a bit balls, more mate. he he's did a bit balls. more didn't he but that's, that's great I mean we're going to next week's game and we've got a great chance okay they, we've got Got this out of the way because I think what we're going to have to talk about is the real issue that's been uh, going in the press and on the news and I'm sure you, everyone at United Redcast have uh, been talking about with your friends and online and reading on, in the newspapers as well. Um, the Pedro fiasco, I'm calling it now. Um, we were... We, what, what is going on? What have you just done? Have you just tried to... <laughs> What's going on up there, Rob? I think he's in the swimming pool. Are you under the sea? No, I think something else is going on here. I'm, I'm sitting still and innocent. You're not, on, you're not on a sun lounger or anything, are you? Or... Uh, no, not, not okay. on the okay. sun lounger yeah. presently. By, by the way, before we go on, uh, people wondering where Edward Nestor is at the moment, in, at this moment in time, is in the Caribbean. Loafing. Um, he is, uh, in the, at the moment, uh, recording a show for the BBC here in the UK called uh, Murder in Paradise. Murder in Paradise. I'm not allowed to tell you what part he's got, but all I'd say, when you watch it, don't trust him. Um, <laughs> mo- <laughs> moving on. Um, yeah, this Pedro fiasco. So what we've all thought was that Pedro was going to become another member of our squad. Um, this looked to it been on and on, rumbling on in the newspaper. And then we hear that Ed Woodward has flown out to Barcelona. Does this not remind you of Ed Woodward is in Australia flying back on transfer business? He flies out to Barcelona. He speaks to someone on the plane, actually, who tweets, I've just seen Ed Woodward on the plane, and he said to me, I'm going to Barcelona to look at a few players. So he's actually told someone sitting next to him in the plane that sort of personal business, mm. goes out, and like I said, just returns with a red face and a chorizo, and then all of a sudden, Chelsea have signed a player from under our nose. I'm Robert, I'm not too overly concerned about the player himself because I think we've got a lot of players Mm. like him already and Mm. he's a bench warmer to be honest and he's not in the top 10 players in the world and that's not me just being cynical now because we've lost him but my concern is how it makes us look in the world and it makes us look ridiculous and people are laughing at us What, what what do you think has happened in this situation? I actually think if we really wanted him we'd have got him I think this has a lot to do with the manager as well who wasn't sure whether Pedro was what he really wanted. It seems to be that he was getting increasingly ambiguous about whether Pedro was the sort of player he needed right now. And I I agree. I I wasn't desperate to get a cast-off from Barcelona, to be brutally honest. And it's not necessarily the player we needed. We need another out-and-out marksman, conventional centre-forward, and another centre-back. I don't think we need another wide man. I mean, it'd be lovely to get another one, but I don't think it should be our priority presently. So, no, I'm not particularly distressed, but I think, yes, it's a bit embarrassing. Chelsea have swooped in, but I honestly think if United really wanted him, they'd have stumped up the extra money. I think it was down to the fact that Van Hal said it in the end of the day, it's not worth it. Now, Drew, um, Edward Woods... Uh a money man he's an accountant he worked mm. at Price Waterhouse mm. and uh, he was he was a part of the deal that helped 
the Glazers bring United mm-hmm. uh, buy United. So he's he's in with them. So he's a commercial man. He makes money for the club. So on the day that we lost the Pedro deal, we signed some massive multi-million deal with a gambling company in the Far East. So we make all that kind of money, but then we're not able to close a deal. So ultimately, um, this happened with Herrera. It's a buyout clause. You pay the buyout clause. Everyone he else went, does. He went to Barcelona. They said, don't get on that plane and come here unless you're going to pay the buyout clause. Yeah. Apparently, he went there and there was rumours that he was haggling over the buyout clause. Yeah, well, and when that happened, Chelsea got wind of it. And this is the most amazing thing. Cesc Fabregas got involved and Cesc Fabregas' wife apparently got involved and rung Pedro's wife to say, don't go there. Come and come to Chelsea. We'll have a great time shopping in Harrods. And that was, <laughs> that was a big part of this. I mean, how do you think this makes us look in the transfer window? And, and what, what do you... And let's, let's be honest. Let, let's have a look at the, our transfer window so far because earlier on Drew you could say that it was very good it seemed very structured we got Memphis early on and then we got Schneiderlin and Schweinsteiger and Damien that's been great and do you think it's kind of fallen away now? Yeah I think uh, to be honest with you I, I, I would like Woodward dragged through the streets of Salford tonight let's be honest do you think that you know, I mean Rob uh, Robert kind of mentioned it he thought that possibly Van Gaal had something to do with this I disagree I mean, there's, I disagree. there's, there's a f- train of thought that says that one of the reasons he might have changed his mind is because he was worried about worried about um the way Van Hal treats players and he's one of some of his friends was Di Maria and Valdez oh, right, and right. he possibly well, thought maybe. that he might have been played out of position or he could have had a hard time and that was one of the reasons but don't so, you think this like the um, Man United sort of press gang would be throwing stories like that out now instead of once they've got mud on the face from yet another fuck up deal that they've done do you think Robert that um United have actually signed any great players this season and what mm. I mean by that is mm. you know we, we haven't signed a Thomas Muller we, we, uh, we haven't signed a big marquee player like that we've just gone out and got players that people really didn't want and either you can go back to last season and say Luke Shaw we didn't actually prize him away from Southampton we threw £30 million at them so uh, how do you feel I mean Ed Woodward's taken over from David Gill they're very different in the way they work David Gill and, and Alex Ferguson are a lot more quieter you never actually knew who United were going to sign until it was released but now everyone kind of knows or wants thinks they know what's going on how do you think David Gill ha- uh, um, sorry Ed Woodward is, has done in his transfers so far well in, in terms of world class players obviously Schweinsteiger's a done deal he's achieved it all but I think I would strongly argue we have three potentially world-class players who have arrived. Damian, I think, is an absolute star at right-back. I think that Schneiderling will be an absolute mainstay for our team for many years to come. And I think Depay, well, we'll, we've seen so far, who knows? But it it looks very, very good. So I think we should be encouraged. And to be honest, I I felt this before the Pedro debacle. I'm getting more and more anxious about us scavenging around Real Madrid and Barcelona for players who aren't good enough to play for those teams. I'm much more encouraged by us going going out and getting a Depay and the unfinished articles and bringing through our own stars. I just don't like this idea of signing 29-year-old blokes who aren't quite good enough to play at the top end of the league. It's not the direction we should be going in, in my opinion. Yeah, but I think, Rob, you've got to look at having those type of young players in the team as mm. it stands now you need to have a bit of knowledge at the, balance, the top yeah, yeah. 
You need you, yeah, Schweinsteiger, of course, of course. Perfect. But I mean, we need a forward. We do need yeah, a we forward. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. If Pedro would have been the article, whether he'd been for two, three seasons, or mm. one season, he would have bagged goals for us. He definitely would have bagged goals. And I think what angers me is the way that we look like we play second boat to City and Chelsea, and you know. We're one of the richest clubs in the world. Yeah. And you know, it, it also shouldn't be about the money we've got. It should no. be about the prestige of the club. And people are acting like we've actually we've not won anything for years. Chelsea didn't win the league for four years, and no one sort of treated them the way that people laugh about United. It's just two seasons out of the Champions League and not winning something. Um, let's talk about another. Uh, I think it's a bit of a it's come it's become to a diabolical fiasco. Really, it's the David de Gea situation, mm. and in the middle of this bruise game when the ball went back to Romero and he's kind of just stood on the line then ran out to get the ball nearly got injured the camera panned to the stand and you had David De Gea sitting next to Valdez who was sitting next to Anders Lindegaard and three goalkeepers sitting on the bench that are fit but we don't use them and do you think Rob now we're looking at possibly there's some reports saying that people they United are standing firm now and De Gea will have to stay until the end of the season. But do you think that United should have dealt with this a long time ago? And again, does that make Woodward look kind of incapable of sorting things out when really we should have got this guy tied to a deal a year ago or two? Yeah, the, yeah. the, De, Gea, the De Gea thing was a complete mess, wasn't it? I mean, they could, I, I heard, I think it was Mark Lawrence and BBC pundit the other day suggesting what they should have done is given, given De Gea the new contract and say, look, here's your buyout clause. This is the message. If they ever want you, they'll have to stump up the yeah. birth 35 million. Yeah. We've made it clear, have clarity rather than this Keystone Cops fiasco we currently have with now three goalkeepers sitting in the stands. And there's a problem as well that if if you know, who, who knows, Real Madrid are playing their usual games, they might stump up the money right on the transfer deadline. If they don't, then we've got De Gea. We could have this ridiculous situation with Van Hull being so proud. If Romero's done okay, Van Hull will be saying, well, I'm in a very difficult position. I can't poss- possibly drop Romero no, now. No, no. De Gea will have to wait. It will get more and more bitter and more and more complicated. And uh, yeah, it, it is a real, real mess. And how we've managed to turn having arguably the best goalkeeper in the world into a problem yeah. is a fairly sorry state of affairs. And, and it's been mismanaged. And you know what you know, sort of winds me up? You know, there we go and, buy, and bring in Valdez. I mean, what, what's, what's the problem there? We bring in Valdez to back up in case De Gea goes. And now he's, you know, everyone's going from United. And we haven't even got rid of him, though. If he's yeah. going, he's going. The, the, he's still sitting around. It's, it's laughable. So, Drew, let me ask you this. We've, we've been bashing Woodward a bit, bashing Wood a bit um, tonight. <laughs> I think Rob has as well, yeah. by the sound of it. And, um, That's my Skype private life, <laughs> yeah, please. Skype. Um, and... You know, let's mention uh, Louis van Gaal because you know he's chalk and cheese to a lot of people, yeah. and um, a lot of pl- players don't like him. He's not really a, an arm around you know the shoulder of certain players that need that. Mm. And th- you know, we've got Valdez that he's fallen out with all of a sudden. You've got the the Haya situation. You've got um, Pedro not coming to the club. There was a number of players in the past that when they found out van Gaal was taking charge, didn't come to the club. Tony Kroos, uh, people like that didn't want to mm. come and play for well, him. Muller, Muller apparently well, loves him, yeah. did he? So my point is, do you think this is all Woodward and the club's fault? Or do you think a lot of this is to do with Van Gaal and his kind of philosophy and his kind of, in a way, draconian's kind of uh, management style? Well, I, I, I think there is that. Definitely, there's definitely that to it. But um, if we're talking about when deals get, like, nailed down or pinned down, 
I'm sorry, I'm blaming Woodward because Van Gaal tells him what he wants, go out and get it and sort the deal. Yeah. So, as far as I'm concerned, and this is, I mean, another one today is Otamendi. He's signed to City. Yeah. Another one. A United player that we were courting for a long, long time. Yeah, I, I don't actually believe we were interested. I said on the podcast last week, I think his name was linked to us a lot, Robert. And I think... What, to he, get the price I think up, it was or? about the balance of the team. He wants a right-footed and a left-footed centre-back pairing. And I think... I think Smalling is right-footed and he wanted a left-footed one and Otamendi's right-footed. He's very... He's, that's the way he is. So I don't think United were ever really in for him because I think if they were, they probably would have got him. But he costs a lot of money as well and City have got a lot of defenders as well. They've got so, about four teams on yeah. the moment. So I would, I would say we... You're absolutely right, Rob. We are looking... We need a striker. I think the rest of the formations is, is, is looking okay. The balance is looking better. The defence is looking better. And our formation in general is great. I think, talking of formations, if we talk about the dream team formations, I wonder how good your dream team has done this week. Rob, you got a bit more information about that for us. Okay, there is still time to join our Manchester United Redcast Dream Team League. Go to www.dreamteam.com fc.com and register a team for free then join our league by entering the pin number 8394900 that's 8394900 there's a signed shirt for a player picked out and random and lots of prizes throughout the season I should add, we have also signed up with Ladbrokes to bring you some exclusive betting odds and offers that we've wangled out of them for you. Follow the links on the description to this show or on our Facebook page and Twitter feed. For starters, there's a free bet of up to £50 for you when you sign up and enter the promo code LAD50. That's LAD50. Thank you very much, Mr. Meekin. And with regard to that winning that shirt, I know there's one person here, Mr. Andrew Mann, will not have that shirt because he hates the new Manchester United Horrible. He hates- oh, do you really? Uh, I'm yeah. not keen on it. I'm not keen on it. It's got taking me back to my youth. Yeah. Really, Do you think so? I mean, I, I think like it's like a really, I think it's like a really bad version. Of he likes that, the women's so. one. He likes the low. He likes the low cut. <laughs> the low cut version. Yeah, yeah. Let, before we move on to um, some other business, um, let's just finish this De Gea um, uh, chat because you know we don't know whether he's going to. We know he wants to go. Um, there's, there's also reports that Real Madrid have said just sit tight, stay there for the to the end of the season, and we'll we'll give you a massive signing on bonus at the end of the year Robert do you think David Ojea will rock out and play number one and be a United player and you'll see him playing again at Old Trafford I've got a gut feeling that the Spaniards will still find a way to get him. I think they might be playing silly beggars and might actually stump up the money, but right on the right on the deadline. That would be my guess. I really don't want him at United if it's going to be the, the farce that it currently is. Yeah. Drew, um, apparently Real Madrid, after, after all this chat that we talked about this for a year nearly, they still have not put in an offer for David De Gea. Is that they right? They just though? spin through Mark of their newspaper and wind everyone up, destabilise the player, yeah. and the club which they've and done to us last, for years and yeah. at the last minute they, then, they, then they get their man hmm. uh, Alex Ferguson once said I wouldn't sell them a virus the way that they deal with <laughs> the way that they deal with people and the way they get things for nothing it's quite underhand I'll ask you the same question Drew can you see David Haya wearing a Man United shirt again I can I can see him definitely um, after the transfer window yeah I think he will stay for the season. They'll get him for next to nothing next year. And that's the way it'll go. And um, I think they, Madrid do this to us every time. They've done it so many times before. They always seem to turn us over. I don't know what it is, but 
I, I agreed with you, Rob, uh, what you said before about the chasing the you know the big name players and that. That's such a good point you brought up there. I thought. Well, I just I just don't think it's the way forward for us. I just think we have to be a bit cannier. And obviously, we want world class players, but I think we we want to be catching these players at twenty one, twenty two. You know, to yeah, pay could be one of those now. people. But we need more people like that rather than chasing after the Benzema's of this world and all the obvious candidates. Mm, mm. You know, we've got. To, you'd like to think we're a bit cleverer than that because I, I always think we're just we're picking off the scraps. Essentially, mm. we're picking off the players who are aren't quite good enough at Madrid, aren't quite good enough at Barcelona. Do Manchester United? really want to be that club yeah. no we don't to be honest I don't but, want some 29 year old Spaniard turning up who'd rather be playing for someone else yeah, I'd rather yeah. have a 22 year old Norwegian turn up and prove that he's the business you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that kind of smacks of Manchester City when they first got their money wasn't it yeah. just buying yeah. whoever they could yeah, yeah. we're like the drunks at the bar just grabbing at anything you know just I don't, I don't like there's it. one of them sitting opposite me now uh, there you go <laughs> Owen Owen stop drinking now let's, let's look at some Manchester United news just a little bit Morgan Snow Snyderlin has run further than any other Premier League player this season. 25.4 kilometres. He should get uh, a car then, shouldn't he? ego. Uh, how do you think, uh, Robert, how do you think Morgan Snyderlin's fitted into this United team? He, he looks top draw. I think he could be a mainstay for the team for a number of years. I really, really, really like him. I mean, it's great to have Schweinsteiger, but we know that's more of a short-term signing. Schneiderling, I think, really looks the business, and I think he's the natural successor to Carrick. Drew? Yeah, agreeance, total agreeance. I think he's absolutely right. But how many how many miles is it? He tried twenty five point four kilometres. He ought to buy himself he didn't a drive car. It. He should have a car or something, shouldn't he? Or... Well, not on the football pitch, not on the well, grass. Right, right. Not, I thought he's, support, I thought, obviously he's like he's um, getting the bus to Carrington or something like that. Or... Carrington. He's <laughs> um, got uh, real physicality as well, hasn't he, Schneider? Yeah, and he's, he's a bit more. He puts himself about a bit more than characters. I think he's a. He looks a really, yeah a perfect package to be honest. Kind of quiet, just getting on with his business yeah. really, which is yeah, quite good. Good, I like um, that. We like we, we played a, a, Belg- a, Bel- a team from Belgium this, this week and uh, in 2000 Andy Cole hit a hat-trick against Belgium opponents in a 5-1 win over Anderlecht and this week in 1991 a very very important player made his debut for United went on had a real safe pair of hands had a real safe pair of hands and uh, was part of the change in United any ideas who that could be? I was going to say Ronaldo but you're all done I'll give you a clue a clue was in the safe pair of hands hands. Peter Schmeichel what a goalkeeper Robert he was for Manchester United he was he was he, he was he was almost as good as Jim Layton Jim Layton <laughs> oh love the bit Paddy Roach <laughs> uh, Edwin van der Howe was one of my favourites Les Seeley as well you can never forget old God Les God soul. rest his soul came yeah. in to that FA Cup final and then played yeah. in the Cup Winners Cup final against Barcelona where Mark Hughes scored that goal from that impossible angle yeah. remember when he put it in wonderful for the yeah wonderful okay let's do some gossip I mean there's not yeah, really we beat much... a team called Barcelona that night yeah exactly <laughs> people forget these yeah. this is this is in the in the black and white days people that have only supported United for about five years um, <laughs> there's some gossip it's, you know there's lots of it around but you know the papers have been full of the Pedro and it's been you know we've been bashing United well us we've been bashing Ed Woodward but you know the press and other clubs have been bashing United but still it rumbles on this um, Thomas Muller 60 million bid been put into Bayern Munich can you really uh, imagine uh, Drew that Bayern Munich are going to elect 
uh, Thomas Muller leave the club this season? Well, apparently he likes Van Gaal well, and he's, he's interested in leaving. He doesn't if, get on with uh, Guardiola and his mate Schweinsteiger's there. So well, you never know. But no, because Ed Woodward will fuck it up. That's why. Uh, uh, Robert, is that the kind of player you? I know you've talked about getting a, a, a kind of Solskjaer kind of player out of nowhere to come yeah. into the club mm. and, and become a star at United. So then we can lose him to Real Madrid later on down the line. But <laughs> yeah, do you exactly. think Muller is Muller the kind of player that you can see leading the line? Oh, of course. It'd be wonderful to get a player like that. I don't think it will happen. I don't think we buy no. buy Munich half reluctantly parted company with Schweinsteiger. I don't think they're going to part company with Thomas Muller. I don't think that'll happen. But I would add, look at that model, the way Bayern Munich have brought those players through, through in recent years. There were hardly a lot of household names there. That's and that's the sort of model we should be aiming for at Manchester United. They're creating players like Thomas Muller. That's what we need to be doing. Yeah, rather than just trying to nab them yeah. yeah, nab nab the Finnish article. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. Van Hal was I... Van Hal was part of bringing Thomas Muller through as yes, well. So yes. you have to give him that. I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't object to him arriving. No, no absolutely. <laughs> and what, what? I mean, while we're talking about strikers leading the line, Drew, what, what do you think of Harry Kane? Would you would you like him at United? Or do you think maybe give him another season to see? I if think he another goes? season at Tottenham he needs to to rev it up a bit. I mean, I think they're struggling with strikers anyway as well. Yeah, yeah. So That's I don't true. see him selling selling Harry Kane at all. Okay, so all the talk was of Pedro, and then it came out the United saying they dropped their interest. In it was it Woodward's fault? Was it says Fabregas misses his fault? Um, was it LVG just deciding he didn't want this player? And all of a sudden, out of Manchester, the news is that Sadio Mane from Southampton. Uh, all of a sudden United have an interest in this yeah. player has come from nowhere scored 10 goals last season uh, is the same is a winger fast pace he can play across the whole line but this has come from nowhere and the, apparently an initial bit of 17 and then it's like Southampton have absolutely knocked it back and they're talking about 26 would it, Robert but would have been make more sense to take Pedro for 22 million euros and go <laughs> for this, this player really I know he's played in the uh, Premier League for one season but bizarre yeah yeah. yeah, it is, and it looks it looks it looks a rather inflated price, doesn't it, from this vantage point presently? And also, how many more players can we steal from Southampton? I know yeah. we're going <laughs> to be Southampton United, isn't it? already. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see that one happening. There's not, mm. not really any more. God, I think, mean, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, do you guys really think? I'll ask you, Drew. I mean, the transfer window ends on th- September the first at about six p.m. this time instead of mm. midnight. Mm. Can you see United? For uh, I'll ask you this. Do you th- He's just been to the toilet. To the uh, do you think that um, United are going to sign any more players? And what positions do you think United need to oh, fill? I, I think we've spoken about a this striker yeah. and a centre yeah. back. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. And I think we will get one or either. I think a striker will get. Do you think we'll get a marquee signing or be a left of field? Because didn't Rob, didn't uh, Van Hal sat in a press conference and said, oh, we might have a surprise signing. Do you think maybe like Sadio Omani was that surprise signing and it wasn't Thomas Muller after all? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope not. I hope not. Van Hal has said a lot, as not he? was playing games there. So I hope there's a, a wonderful curveball and that, that there's, a, there's a strategy that none of us can see because it's so wonderful, so well conceived. But let's be frank, I, I doubt it. You don't see us signing anyone before the close. Oh, I do. I do. I just don't think it's... I don't, I, I'm, I'm not sure it's going to be the, the wonderful surprise we're imagining. I think we might get someone we're not expecting. Well, like I don't Emil think it's going to be a marquee or... signing, so to Emil, speak. Emil Heskey or someone? Or... Well, he's, you know, he could still do a job for us leading the line. <laughs> he could do a job. I don't think he's leading the line. I don't know what it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Sweeping the changing rooms. Um, let's talk about our upcoming game. 12.45 kickoff Saturday. Old Trafford. Hopefully always in the sunshine. 
sunshine, Robert, as you're always saying. Yes. Um, a Newcastle, I don't know, not rejuvenated, but they've got a new manager. They've bought a few new signings. Mm. Um, uh, we beat them last time they came to Old Trafford on Boxing Day. I think it was 3-0, maybe. It might have been 4. Mm. I can't remember. But um, only West Brom have fired in fewer shots on target than United this season. So that's two. We've had a, you know, a couple more than that. Mm. I mean, mm. we're looking for it to build on a performance, Rob, from the, from the Brugger game. Um, yeah. And... I, I'll be honest with you, I want to see Schweinsteiger starting from the very beginning. What's your thoughts on that? I, th- I think that's good. I think that's the, the tide is naturally going that way. Michael Carrick, great servant he's been for the club in recent years. You get the feeling that that's drawing to a close in terms of him being a, a starter. Schweinsteiger, we haven't just spent all that money on a 31-year-old man to have him in development, to just come in on for a bit. I, th- I think more and more you'll see it'll be a Schweinsteiger-Schneidling central, you know, deep-line central midfield pairing. I actually think Schneidling Schneidling and Carrick don't particularly uh, complement each other. I think they try and do the same job, uh, but I think, uh, but I think, I think that's ne- certainly the way it's going to go. I think we'll see Schweinsteiger coming in with Schneidling with another midfielder in front of them. I think that we can expect that to be the the formation as we as we go on. Yeah, Drew, I think Schweinsteiger's more forward thinking. Actually, he's quite pacey as well. Mm. Um, I was thinking, oh, who's that is? running down? The- it was Schweinsteiger. He's got a bit of pace about him as well. Quite a few years younger. I was, God, and uh, yeah, I, and so I, I want to see what he can do from the beginning because mm. he's definitely controlled the game a bit more do you feel sorry for Ander Herrera absolutely I was just going to bring that up mm-hmm. I was, what I was going to bring up the kid that you know scored s- some important goals for us last year uh, in one in the FA Cup where we were looking well dodgy on the third division ground uh, Cambridge wasn't it when we, he, he popped up and and saved our bacon a little bit. And Yeovil, then he, yeah. was it Yeovil, I think it was. He scored Yeovil or Cambridge. Yeovil. We had Cambridge as well, didn't one we? Of, one, of yeah. the, one of those. Um, I feel really sorry for him. I, yeah. don't, I mean, I don't know where... Is, it, is he going to be like sort of interchangeable with matter? I don't know. Is yeah. it... I don't, I don't know, but Rob, what do you think about it? Because obviously he plays a certain style, and Van Gaal is very much, if if you fit into, he, I hate yeah. this word, his philosophy, then he'll play you in a certain way. And, uh, I mean, at the moment, he's, Matter's being played out on the right-hand side, and yes. surely if we sign someone that can play on the wing, he could be in trouble as well. But he seems the only one who can find a pass, he's yeah. got a bit of creativity about he's him. A, he's a clever player. Yeah, he's a very yes. good player, and I yeah. think he's done really well for the club since he's been, yeah, been he here. And Herrera as well, plays with a Smile. Yeah. The fans really love him and the yeah. way he's kind of mm. bought into being in Manchester where you have other players like Di Maria who don't want to be there, didn't want to be there from the very beginning. This player obviously does and people that yeah. matter as well. It's always a smile on their face. They're always down with you in Wings, a Chinese restaurant. They're always <laughs> down that way as well. Um, Fellaini can't play this weekend. Do you expect to see Rooney up front, Rob? And do you think there could be a time that if Rooney continues without scoring the goals and putting in a decent performance that you could see him being dropped or do you think because he's the captain he's kind of got a buyout clause on that uh, I think they'll persevere for some time yet with, with, with Rooney Van Gaal has staked a lot of his reputation on that as we know so I don't think you'll see Wayne Rooney going anywhere anytime soon with Herrera I'm a big fan of Herrera as well but I think there's only one it seems there's only really one position he could claim with the money they've spent on Schneidling and Schweinsteiger, he's not going to be a more deep-lying midfielder. He's going to be behind them in the pecking order. It's that job in front of them. Where at the moment, he's tried Depay there, he's tried Yanazai there, that sort of 10 sort of role. And that's where Herrera is in competition for a job. So really, it's, it's whether he can take... To, at the moment, he's going with Yanazai in that position. It's whether Herrera can take that. I, Van Hal said I the other day... Herrera's a much better player than Yanazai. Well, uh, Van Hal's argument the other day was that he prefers a more natural attacker 
right. in that position, yeah. and he, he deems Herrera to be a more of a, a midfielder. Yeah. But I think Herrera can do that job, probably mm. potentially there. I mean, I to be honest, as part of me would quite like to see, you know, the idea of having a Depay, a Yanazai Herrera behind it would be possibly exciting we've got matter obviously there as well we've got some good options but I, yeah I hope Herrera gets his chance yeah before we before we do predictions um, Drew what, what about Ashley Young as well I mean Depay's come in Memphis as I call him now um, he's made a real difference hasn't he on that left hand side and Drew and this is a player that's been fantastic last season wasn't he really an underdog really everyone thought he was going to be out the door and he absolutely. really he really fulfilled Louis's philosophy and looked like he was going to be a mainstay uh, do you think he's going to be more of an impact player now or do you think he's still got a future uh, you know he's just signed a new contract it's difficult to say because you've got to remember you know injuries all sorts of things you know I mean it only takes Memphis or whatever to take a knock one week or whatever then that part is open so I'm afraid Ashley I'm thinking he'll hang around I mean I feel sorry for him because he really stood up last year Um, and he was one of those players that I thought would would, would be the first out of the door to be honest when Van Gaal came along Robert do you think that Ashley I mean he is right footed so Ashley Young could play on the right wing couldn't he he certainly could play on the right wing and he did do a good job for us last season but I think if we want to be a team that wins the league that's challenging for Champions League again one day the brutal reality is Ashley Young shouldn't be in a starting 11 yeah I agree with that and, uh, and he's a t- he's a good pro I know and I think he's yeah, I, was a, I was really down on him a couple of years ago like everyone and he really stepped up last yeah. season but he is not the calibre that we need to get to the level we imagine we should be at. Yeah, so before we do our predictions, let me thank you for listening to the Manchester United Redcast. Uh, we love to see your views at United Redcast. If you have any views on Ed Woodward or Wayne Rooney, um, our performances this season so far, the Pedro fiasco, will David De Gea be playing with us after the transfer window? And much, much more. Just let us know. And if you love the kit and you don't hate it like Drew, we like Ooh. to hear that too. So we've got a couple of games coming up, guys. Uh, Newcastle on the weekend. Robert, your prediction, please. 2-0. To United, I hope. Well, yeah, which one? yes. Obviously. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the Manchester variety. Okay, yes. give, me, give me a goal scorer, please. I think Wayne will get on the score sheet. And I and I think our Dutch friend may get his first premiership goal as well. That's a good shot. Drew? That's a good shot. I, say, I was going to say 2-0. I'm going to go say 3-1 there. 3-1? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say 1-0. Ooh. We're turning into the old school Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I actually think if he plays from the start, I think Schweinsteiger, I'm going to put a cheeky little oh, that's bet. Oh, that's a good bet. On Schweinsteiger yeah. to score his first go. The first ever German good to call. play for Manchester United. Good and call. then next week on Wednesday, it's the return leg at Brugge, as uh, LVG calls them. We're free, Brugge. We're 3-1 up, Robert. Uh, give me a prediction on that one, please. I'm actually going to say, I think, I think we're going to have a good time next week. I, I'm going to be a bit bolder and say 3-0. 3-0, he is. I said 3-1. 3-1 to Manchester United. Yeah. Uh, I think that Brugge will score. It's going to be a bit <clears> tighter. They'll, the crowd are going to get up for it. I'm going to say 2-1 to Manchester United. Uh, what, what do you think at home and in the car? Just let us know at United Redcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Drew, hat trick. Can you come back four times? You never know. I'm definitely on the I'm, I'm, I'm on the bench next week. He's on I'm the on bench because he's getting a bit of a cold. I I'm think. getting a Fellaini cold yeah, coming on. And Robert, it's great to have you back after Cheers. the technical hitch. We'll get yeah. you back in. You I go- know there are other creative midfield options and I've got to keep working. You keep working yeah, at it. it. And that's what you it. should do when you come on the podcast is not sit there having an espresso. 
And, only and also, stop putting those satellites in your bedroom. That's what it is. Stop. You, you, you've seen, you've been outside. I've been outside. Yeah. Yeah. He's got those massive ones on the yeah. back of his bedroom wall. <laughs> uh, and it only leaves me, David Collins, to say thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you soon. Come on, United. Come on, you Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.